Interior Architectos is a design and architecture studio based in Valencia, led by Pedro Ponce and Ruben Gutierrez, that focuses on the practice of essential architecture that is contemporary yet timeless at the same time. The studio works on a broad range of scale while paying close attention to details, materiality, techniques, and other context-specific properties. And we are joined today by Ruben, uh, where we will converse around the topic of reform and refurbishment, especially in the Mediterranean region. So thanks so much for joining us, Ruben, in this interview. And thanks you, Karina, for having us. And we are really glad to, to be here and given the opportunity to, to have this interview. No, it's our pleasure. So <laughs> we usually start with uh, you telling us first about your studio. So do you mind sharing a bit about the journey or your courtesan philosophy? Okay, so um, Pedro and I just met at college and uh, we studied architecture in the context of the, of the Great Recession, you know, of uh, 2008. Mm -hmm. So we, we entered the, the college uh, uh, thinking architecture was this uh, nice career uh, to pursue. Uh, we thought we were going to build uh, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of things and, and it would be a profitable career as well. Uh, but at the, just right at the middle of our studies, uh, the crisis came and uh, everything construction relate, related just uh, blew up <laughs> in Spain, really. Uh, and suddenly the, the profession was turned into the complete opposite of what had been until the moment, you know. So even the public perception of the, of the profession changed a lot. And uh, many people uh, thought it was architects that were guilty <laughs> somehow of the economic crisis uh, because, because in Spain was uh, hugely related with uh, uh, the real estate market. And it hit hard, harder uh, on us for, because of that. So uh, architecture just, um, just uh, fell from, from its throne of uh, being a nice career. <laughs> And so, but the, the important thing, the interesting thing was that, that we studied with the mindset of, uh, of the, with the previous mindset. Yeah. Um, meaning that even though when we went, when we went out of the, when we finished the, the, the college, uh, architecture was not in a good shape. We had the ideas that architecture was an, uh, um, a powerful tool to, to make things, to change things. And, uh, and that, that architecture really has uh, a huge depth uh, that we were really interested about. And um, yeah, it's, it's like um, we, we, we went out with a mindset that wasn't um, uh, that didn't fit the, the, the actual context <laughs> at the moment, you know? And uh, I think that's important because we, we didn't allow ourselves to, to be pessimist about 
a profession, you know, our career. Uh, we didn't care that the context were, wasn't good at all for architecture or for architects. Uh, and we didn't care uh, about the possibilities of building or having commissions and all. Uh, we just wanted to to pursue those uh, th those dreams, those ideas that we studied in the in our uh, in our uh, career, and uh, yeah, that's what we went after. And uh, somehow we managed to start just uh, uh, um, yes, little by little, you know. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much our. <laughs> our foundations you know so when when we finished the the architecture school um there was no no job at all there was nothing to do for architects so, so all our colleagues were going out and starting their careers abroad or or just giving up just changing changing professions um but pedro kept studying a phd so he kept um their formation, his formation, and uh, and and I went uh, to Japan to to work uh, at a company there, and um, after two years or so, uh, I came back and we decided to we we kept contact, of course, uh, and we we shared ideas and and all uh, during this period, and we decided to. To start the, the the firm at the moment, and um, that's that's the the that's our uh, journey into uh, creating the studio. Hmm. Nice. Um, so I know you mentioned uh, that you and Pedro had uh, went on to have two different paths, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then you pursued different things, and then came back together. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious that collectively, um, where has the studio taken influences from or what are you guys inspired by now? So we, I think we have uh, developed um, a rather natural relationship with the Mediterranean in, in, in terms of influences or, or what affects our architecture. Uh, and this is uh, because um, uh, if I tell you about the, 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 the studio, for example, the, our name, uh, iterare, it comes from iteration, which is a mathematical term that um, basically uh, it is uh, an algorithm that's behind uh, uh, nature, for example, a, a tree, uh, when, when a tree, a branch, uh, uh, divides into several branches and uh, to, 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 to make the, the, the leaves, for example, uh, that's an iteration uh, that's uh, written in the, in the uh, tree's uh, growing script, right? So um, this, this iteration is giving uh, room to a variation of the, of the tree uh, and it's, add, it's adding another part. And, and this part is um, adding up to, to the whole tree. I mean, it's, this, this, is, this is the concept, right? So our name, we named that 
we named us after this uh, term because we didn't want to, from, from the beginning, we didn't want to ascribe to any uh, particular trend or, or mm -hmm. way of doing things. Uh, mainly because we, we, <laughs> we were starting and we, we didn't even know how to, how to do things, right? Uh, we, we were, we just needed to research and, and, and find our, our own way. But this name um, was purposefully uh, chosen uh, for us not to uh, not to get stopped at a trend or at a certain way of doing things. So, for example, if 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 we discover that uh, white buildings uh, uh, work well with us, we we just make white buildings uh, for our, our career. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, we tried, we didn't want to be like that. Uh, if we find a certain shape, for example, that works uh, and that makes our brand uh, recognizable, we didn't want to, to stick with that. And so we wanted to uh, study each project and, and to understand that this, each project was different. And um, uh, that's that's what's behind the name. So when when you ask us uh, about our influences, uh, so the concept of iteration uh, has really left us with nothing but the 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 essence of 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 each project, the essence of, it's the essence of things. And uh, as such, we've come to to think repeatedly about things that are always at, at the core of inhabitation of our buildings. Um, so. Yeah, um, these things, I mean, that we don't have a preconception about designing. It's just that each project has its own program. It has its own uh, particular context. It has its own unique uh, clients and, and its own e e uh, eco economy as well. And so we put all those things together with trying to have no preconception of what we want to achieve uh, when we start that project. And then um, putting all those things together, we, we try to, to, to develop the project. Um, but that's the, the most important thing for us is having no preconception because we think that's uh, a dangerous thing to, to trust. Right. You know. And and, if, and we are really aware of uh, of uh, the things we repeat in each project, um, and we are aware of that because uh, we we don't want to to keep repeating things if doesn't if if, do, if those doesn't make sense, you know. So we don't want those things to become a sign of, uh, of the studio. Uh, we don't want to be recognized by some material or some shapes is if we are we don't care it's, it's it's just like that we 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 might be repeating a certain material all the time because it makes sense but we want we want to make sure it makes sense <laughs> you know and um so uh, for each project we we try to go to the essence of things and uh, leave everything else out and so these things are um these essential things are none other than our climate, it is our sun, 
or for example, the way sky, the, the skies uh, shapes the atmosphere inside the buildings uh, or our everyday life. Uh, but it, it is also our culture uh, in the way people relate uh, to each other or, or, or also to, to, to the space or the way we use, uh, for example, the outdoor spaces here in Spain or, or but it, it could also be materials uh, that relate uh, as well to our history uh, or, or the function they serve. And so we try to have these things in mind uh, instead of having a preconception of how to develop a project. Yeah. So, yeah, there is also uh, some inclination to, to clean every design until just the, the essential elements arise. And that's, I would say that's, uh, that's a particular um, way we have of uh, designing. It's, it's, it's not unique to us, but, it, but that's uh, a thing that's always there. And um, this might have something to do with, uh, with uh, the appreciation, appreciation of Japanese aesthetics or, or the Japanese culture. Might come from that, from there, but uh, I, I think we have something from, from that time that that I went out uh, and lived and studied in Japan. Uh, might be something uh, about that, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I just have the, this intuition, <laughs> and yeah. And other than that, our inspiration may come from really from anywhere, and there is a lot of serendipity involved because basically because we don't uh, work with any preconception. So we just let the project uh, uh, work by itself <laughs> somehow. Uh, we started project laying the foundations around uh, classical resolution of the architectural problem, uh, such as layout, construction methods, materials, economy, structure, or program. You know, that's all the, the, the basics. And we tie all those together through intuitions that show us somehow the way. And then we'll, we work on giving shape to those intuitions. And uh, again, there's no preconceptions there. Uh, we just let the project guide, guide, guide us uh, and keep it on, on track <laughs> until it's done. Uh, it's, that's, that, I, I know it's a bit, of, a, of an abstract way of uh, putting things uh, together, but that's that's the way we we work. Yeah. yeah. But maybe you can share like a project or or two that um, illustrate uh, what you mentioned before, like having no preconception, mm -hmm. but only context specific uh, properties. Hmm. So, um, well, for example, when 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 I talk about these um, uh, these essential things that we that are at the core of uh, of our design process, um, of course, I, we are talking about Mediterranean because, but it's not something that we planned, but because we live here, it's it's, it's just when when you go to the essence. The essence means the context, and the, our context is Mediterranean, and it and it has a, a really strong presence in 
in our lives and and uh, and the way when in in our culture um, in general. So um, many things have have to be with these with these Mediterranean values and concepts. And so, for example, in the lemon tree house, um, we work with uh, with uh, with a patio. And uh, all the all the spaces, all, all the all the experience of the space revolves around this patio. It, it is not central. It is uh, it's it's a backyard, but uh, it was really neglected when we came there. There was not there was no patio. Patio. It, it was covered, but we recovered that and uh, put that at the center of us, of the of the experience. And um, it came in a rather natural way by itself. And uh, yeah, the, this kind of dwelling, dwelling uh, centered around the experience of the patio, patio uh, and its connection to the interiors is, is something as ancient of, as uh, the Roman villa, right? And it's been a vernacular type uh, around the, here, around the Mediterranean countries uh, ever since since the Romans. So um, that, that would be an example of how we put uh, Mediterranean values uh, or, or how Mediterranean values arise uh, from, from each project we, we develop. And in, in that particular project, it's um, the, the experience of the house, it, it, it goes around the, this patio because when you came in, when you come in, and you can experience uh, when you live when you live in this in that spaces, you can experience, for example, the passage of time through uh, the perception of 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 the sun, because uh, in the morning the, the sun is is hitting uh, of a shot, but during the day uh, it changes the the angle and light up the the walls of the patio and just end, ends up. Um, uh, hitting the opposite uh, facade. And so during all day, you can you can have the perception of the time going going by uh, through this, the the shape of the shadows and 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 the tones you you recognize in in, in the spaces in each room. And I think this is a really interesting idea. Uh, that, that is not new. We, we haven't invented anything here, but um, but it's really it really connects you with your context because you are seated there in your couch just enjoying the day, <laughs> and uh, you have a different perception of the space you are in uh, at noon, and you have a different perception during the afternoon or when when it comes to when when, when dusk comes um, and this is the same for for each day but it also applies to uh, seasons or for example when it's uh, uh, when when there is a cloudy day or when it's raining and uh, you have no other option to but to be connected to to the outdoors because they are there <laughs> it's just they are so connected to to the rest of the rooms that uh, it becomes part of your uh, dwelling there, 
And uh, this idea is somehow at the core of all of our projects. And for example, with the Mirasol house, uh, Mirasol in, in Spanish is a synonymous of sunflower. So uh, this house has a three stories uh, high, height uh, light well that catches the, the sun. Um, and, and it puts, uh, it gets that light inside the, 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 the space because it, this building has this is located in the in the Cabanal neighborhood. It's um, a traditional uh, um, fisherman's uh, village uh, here that that was uh, later on uh, included into the city, and uh, right now it's uh, it, it, it's a protected uh, area. And the, the buildings are all listed and all, um, and so we intervened in one of the, in one of those buildings. Uh, it, it was really it was a really narrow one, less than four meters. Uh, uh, its width was less than four meters, and and it has a backyard, and um, it was really um, how can I say. Uh, we, I mean, we were lucky because this building had had a, a tower in the in the back of uh, in that backyard, and th this tower uh, wasn't a part of the original building. But we wanted to use it uh, in order to catch that light and put it inside uh, on the on the first floor because uh, on the backyard we had a quite tall building in the in in the other side. And uh, it was blocking the, the the sunlight, and so we we uh, focused this uh, sunflower um, light well to get that light from the from the morning. But it turned out um, what it does is is just sits at the center of the of the space, and it brings uh, light but also atmosphere inside. The, the, the atmosphere changed completely changed depending on, for example, the colors of the sky. Uh, if the color of the sky changes, so it does uh, that light well interior space. And because it, it's at the center of the experience, when you go up uh, the stair, you, if, if it is a cloudy day, you have a different experience. Um, it is different from a sunny day, and it is different in the morning when the sun hits the the glass uh, than from the afternoon when when there is a more diffuse uh, uh, light coming in from from the light well. And uh, as you can see, it, it is the same thing: is is getting our light, our skies, and uh, yeah, basically our our light and putting that. At, linking that to somehow to the experience of the of the building uh, th these are the things that we use to to develop the the projects uh, we think a lot about how it's going to be experienced how the space is going to be experienced um, yeah but other example for example it's uh, the house of giants uh, as well is located in the, in the in the same neighborhood uh, the Cavayan. 
And in this case, we we used a different. I've talked about light, but we are not limited to to a, a particular element of of our context. Uh, for example, in the in this uh, other uh, house uh, for the facade, we used uh, the 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 owner is is an artist engraver, and we used his uh, works. Uh, and we put those in the into the facade. Um, we engraved uh, one of his works into stone, in, and we we used that to to decorate uh, the lintels of the of the of the building. And, and, and this is uh, following up uh, the eclecticism that uh, the original owners of the of this neighborhood had you know so uh we took q uh in in the um, in the original inhabitants of of the of the neighborhood so we 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 try to pay attention to also to culture and if those elements we feel that those are essential to the design to the project then we incorporate those uh, at the foundations of the design Yes, that's maybe that's uh, that summarizes. <laughs> so these experiences, uh, you know, like these intangible properties that are enhanced mm -hmm. uh, by architecture, right? Yeah. Um, uh, in what ways can it like improve uh, people's day-to-day -day life or mm -hmm. yeah, day -to -day life? Um. Yeah. It. it it's, uh, these intangible values, um, we, we really like to think those are the foundations of our, of our practice. At least we, we try so. Uh, and that's indeed because we believe uh, this directly translating to, into the experience of, uh, of our buildings. Um, we try to free our project of uh, our projects from clutter so people can become really aware really aware of things uh, such as this relationship we talk about uh, with nature, for example. Um, and we believe this can be done through light. And of course, we, we realize that now, but we have, we, we, we have tested. So the first time we, we came up with these, uh, with these revelations, uh, it, we didn't plan it. <laughs> we just understood it after building it. And so, for example, in the lemon tree house, when you plan the, that patio, um, and you know it's going to be connected to the, to the interior spaces and all, but when you are there and you experience the way the breeze uh, gets uh, through the spaces because of the courtyard, and the way the light changes, and you, of course, you made, uh, you tested that before in 3D and all, but to see the actual physical um, phenomena of, of the light um, going through, going, going from one wall to the other, and the colors changing, and the time going by uh that's a really strong um experience that makes you realize 
that you live in this place, you, you live there, you live in this climate, today is sunny, today is cloudy, it is raining, and you really realize that. And, and we believe that connection to, to, to your surroundings, it's a, it's a really powerful thing uh, that really gives you some peace in these uh, really complicated times <laughs> that we are just fled with information and saturated with information and all. And just to enjoy something as simple as uh, essential as light changing. <laughs> I think it's a really beautiful thing. And uh, we try to incorporate these experiences in our buildings. Um, that's a, I think that's one way to improve uh, improve lives of our our clients. Um, yeah, let me see. Mm, I think yeah, I think that would be mm, the most powerful <laughs> example <laughs> I have of how these intangible values improve the the improve the quality of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but um, I really do appreciate how you as an architect seem to always have in the project a strong tie between architecture, time and nature. And with nature that comes spontaneously as well, right? Uh, you can expect every day to be sunny or the sky to always have a certain shade of blue. So there's um, some uncertainty um, in it too, but you seem to really, really embrace that in your project. So um, that's awesome. So, Thank you. <laughs> what, according to you, makes a design timeless? Uh, well, we, uh, on the first hand, I, I think when, when trying to be timeless, um, it's yet again uh, another way of introducing. Uh, a trend into into architecture right and so because it's associated with with an aesthetic uh, and so trying to be timeless i think it's uh, it's uh, it, it quite it could be an arrogant endeavor for us and um we are always on the watch of this kind of paradoxes because uh even though timeless design is something desirable <laughs> If you try to go for that, you, um, you, you're going to, I think you will be using um, somehow some preconceptions again, and you're going to repeat that. Uh, so we developed our prayers around ideas that are out of time, uh, such as everything we've been talking about, uh, about light and nature and things that are in the context by themselves uh, that are essential to to the project and are unique to to each project and as such we simply hope for them to be timeless but never try too hard to to design a timeless project uh, i think it's a bit confusing but it's uh, we we don't we 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 put timeless things in the foundations of at the core of of the projects but we don't strive for a timeless design. I mean, we hope for it, but we don't design 
timeless projects <laughs> as such. Because in the end, it's, it, it won't be us who decide if those are timeless or not. It, it, it's the users and and uh, and and the and the so social context that's going to decide that. And uh, what makes for for timeless design is is of course a pretty complex matter uh, with lots of facet, facets. And um, but I think it's if you try to go for a timeless design, you're going to um, you're going to fall into preconceptions because it's inevitable to to design with trends in mind. And if you think about timelessness, you I think you can right now you think timeless and you have a certain aesthetics that's behind that, right? And that it's connected with slow living, and it's connected with empty spaces, uh, free of maybe furniture, uh, like uh, it's connected with minimalism and and so on. And all those are fine, but they are just not. Uh, uh, we we haven't developed that uh, that philosophy. Um, and so we we would be uh, using ideas that aren't ours. We haven't come to that uh, resolution. So uh, in that way, we would be uh, applying just aesthetics uh, values to, to the designs. And that's why I, why I say we, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't go for a timeless design. We, we, we are not designing and thinking, well, this should be timeless and, <laughs> and this is not timeless enough. And we, we don't uh, think like that. We just uh, put those timeless things uh, uh, such as uh, nature or light or, or the program of, of, of the building. We put that at the core and hope for it to become timeless. And uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot uh, involved in timeless design. And, but maybe, you know, if you go to the, to the scale of small objects, you change the scale, it might be easier to recognize what's, what makes a, a piece timeless. Because for example, when you think about objects, uh, the emotions are, are somehow more uh, at the front page of, uh, um, of this idea of timeless. Because if you get, if you relate to some object because you have a, a story uh, with it, because it came from your father or your family, or you have you have experienced certain things with it, and you become attached to this to this object, and uh, this makes for a timeless design, at least for you. <laughs> and if you share this value, the, if if this thing that makes you that made you attached to this object can be transferable to a lot of people. I think that's when, when this thing become timeless. So somehow this um, this uh, ability of uh, of a space or an object or a space or anything to relate to essential matters of uh, many people that might be what makes uh, things time to be timeless. Uh, so, um, and we came 
around again to to these uh, essential things that we put <laughs> at the core of our projects because uh, we think everyone can relate to light or the pass of time or nature and so if everyone is able to recognize that and then it's uh, it's more probable for it to become timeless because everyone can appreciate it and and enjoy it so yeah that, i think <laughs> i think that would be <laughs> yeah no i cannot agree more i think space and objects uh connect with each indi individual person in unique mm -hmm. ways, right through mm -hmm. emotions through interpretations depending yeah. on like their experiences or the values that he might she might have uh, so you're right that like it is a constantly evolving thing that uh, yeah. should go together with the users and like the interpreters. Uh, and then we should keep going back over time to like evaluate the different iterations um, as yeah. they change. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much. We had a great insight into your uh, approach and your about your studio, uh, your values. Uh, we really, really enjoyed um, uh, talking to you and also uh, thank you so much for your time hope to connect again soon and thank you very nice